Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570, WWNC, and 880 The Revolution. And remember, Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. They've been helping people call Asheville home since 1979. And I want to tell you some exciting news. We have our first sweepstakes. It is with Vero Beach. It's called the Vero Beach Summer Flyaway Sweepstakes. One lucky winner is going to receive two round-trip tickets on Elite Airways from Asheville Regional Airport right into Vero Beach Regional Airport. Three days, four nights, luxury accommodations, all these really great attractions. It's going to be a blast. And Vero Beach is a lot like Asheville in that there's breweries (laughs) there is a lot of ecotourism, a lot of really cool nature things going on, no high-rises. It's really a great place, and somebody is going to be lucky enough to win a really cool trip down there. Just go to www.summerflyaway.com. And remember, you can listen anywhere, anytime in the whole wide world on the free iHeartRadio app. Well, you know what? It is time to plan a vacation and I don't know the list of things to do there's just so many things to do when you make plans to go on vacation where are you going to go what are you going to do where do you want to go you know your list you want to have a vibrant history maybe some castles markets museums how about a great nightlife and mm, good food that's always on my list not to mention shopping and gas chambers hmm that seems kind of odd but you know a trip to europe can be oh so charming It can also fill in the blanks on much of the history and story of Europe's fascist past. So while many travelers go to Europe to have a fairy tale experience, many travelers actually value visiting memorials and learning about these shocking effects the war had on so many people while honoring the wish of its survivors to forgive but not forget. Well, my guests made a choice when they were planning for their family vacation to take in some places that have all of the above and so much more. How did they go about making these plans and why? Well, my guest today is Malcolm Sales and his mom, Leslie Myers. We're missing dad, Bruce Sales. But you guys went on a family vacation that was not your really typical family vacation. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Both of you. And, you know, tell us a little bit about, well, first of all, this was your first big family trip overseas? Yes. Had you been before? No, we have not. Not as a family. I traveled to Europe in the past for my career, but um, the three of us together, this was the first big trip. So tell us a little bit about what was going on while you were making these plans. I mean, Malcolm, you're a rising senior, right? Yes. Yes. So in high school, not in college. Yes. High school. (laughs) We're not going to rush that. So here you guys are sitting down saying, you know what? It's time to have a family vacation. Where are we going to go? Well, Malcolm had this very strong interest in Poland. So it was a place he wanted to visit. He's a big soccer fan and... 
just interested in the country. So we decided Central Europe would be the spot to go. Um, we had the opportunity to take this trip, so we wanted to really, Malcolm really drove that trip. So Poland was the first stop. So two cities in Poland. We started in Krakow. Um, we went to Warsaw briefly because of travel snafu. Um, and then we wanted to make our way to Germany, to Munich, because Malcolm wanted to visit the university there. So because we were doing that, for me, I said, we're going to Prague because it's on the way. So that was my part of the trip. That was for me. So that's kind of how we chose the cities and then decided we were going to add in Vienna, but we didn't have enough time. That was for Bruce. <laughs> right. We each got a place. Everybody got a city they wanted to go uh, to. Well, that was nice. Yeah. So once you decided, uh, you know, I've been doing a little research on some of these cities where you went in Poland and mm-hmm. Germany, too. Um, and how did you start thinking, well, while we're here and this is, you know, there are castles and mm-hmm. looks like really great food shopping and all of those other things. Mm -hmm. But there's also a deep, deep um, weight in these areas, you know, that come just by virtue of the circumstances. Mm -hmm. How did you kind of work around putting that into the agenda? Um, I think it was it's just an important part of history. And we were while we were in Krakow, um, Auschwitz is so close by. Um, and there's just a lot of history that I think it's a really important thing for everyone to kind of know about um, and learn from. So while while we were there, it's not really a, a fun thing necessarily to go to an old concentration camp, but it definitely was something that was kind of life-changing in really seeing it and uh, being able to learn from from it. Did you study um, the Holocaust and uh, what was going on in World War II during your high school or middle school experience? Yeah, we've um, we've learned a lot about the Holocaust uh, in school. That's it's, it's a pretty common thing to learn about. Um, I, I don't think we learned about it to the extent of how real it was. It just... It's kind of this bad thing that happened, but when you actually go there uh, to where it happened, you can really just kind of feel it, um, and it it's it's weird. Well, do you know other? Did you have friends or other people at your school or in your circle of friends who had ever been to a concentration camp? Um, I don't think so. I think. No. And I have to say that in the planning of the trip, Poland was the main place we had to go. And that was driven by Malcolm. But also driven by Malcolm was we have to go to Auschwitz. And I even said, okay, I was trying to, you know, I did all the logistics of planning the vacation and getting all that happening. And I said, are you sure you want to go? It's a day trip. We cannot go. It's I'm not sure I want to go. And Malcolm said, no, we absolutely that is the thing. We must do it when we're there. And I have to say that it is it is life-changing. It is powerful in a way that you can't imagine until you step in through the gate. Just seeing the gate, it makes you want to cry and run away. 
and you walk through, and it's very specifically guided tours. You can't go by yourself. There's huge groups. We were there in the summer. It was very hot. Um, they take you on a very specific route through the barracks, through the things. There are memorabilia. There's a whole barracks full of just hair. There's one full of glasses, eyeglasses. There's shoes. There's baby things. It's unbelievably tragic and powerful and the energy there is it's I, I can't even describe it with words so it's something that is um it's not fun it's you feel kind of like we were sort of sick the next day it's so much to digest it's almost incomprehensible um the level of horror and suffering that went on there but it's so important i think for us to witness that and something we made the choice to go you could choose to step away but it's important to look with your eyes and experience it in honor of all those people who suffered and died and that i think was i didn't know what to expect i knew it would be you know mm, this is intense and i don't know that i want to experience it but having been there it's it changes your life and I would imagine, you know, the difference in life changing from someone your age, mm-hmm. Leslie, yeah. you know, a mom who's raised your son. Right. Been um, around the block at least twice. Right. <laughs> at least. Yeah. Um, to the impact that it has mm-hmm. on you, Malcolm, uh, you know, a rising senior in high school, um, having these studies in your curriculum, but actually now having set foot there. I would imagine the impact is going to be not just life-changing in the moment here, but moving forward as well. Definitely. So when we come back from the break, I want to pick up right there and talk a little bit more about um, how you felt, but also what it was like in those towns, Mm -hmm. you know, because, well, for one thing, you had never flown into into Poland. You'd never been there before, so... When we come back, let's talk about that, what it was like just to even get off the plane in this country. Uh, Did either of you, did did any of you speak Polish? No. No. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, thank you both for being here today. And hey, Bruce, we miss you. We wish you were here. You're here in spirit, and we'll be talking about you throughout the show. Well, thank you both. We'll be back. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel, and we'll be back right after the break. As Elite Airways starts its descent into Vero Beach, Florida, passengers will realize this is no typical Florida beach town. It's a hidden gem on Florida's Atlantic coast, where its beauty goes far beyond the beach, where culture, eco-adventure, and pure relaxation await you, and where there are no high-rises to spoil the sunrises. Discover the one destination that's a natural for your next vacation. Discover Vero Beach today. Latino buying power is huge and rising fast. If you want to tap into this new market, then connect by advertising in Ola Carolina magazine. This glossy Spanish language magazine is published monthly and reaches over 70,000 Spanish speaking residents in Western North Carolina. Ola Carolina magazine is about much more than just speaking Spanish. It's about Latino culture. Visit OlaCarolina.com and transform how you attract, 
engage and connect with Latino customers. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. You're listening right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. And remember, Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. They've been helping people call Asheville home since 1979. If you're looking for a little bungalow or a, a house out in the country, a city house, you get up with Appalachian Realty. They have the cutest little place right on Arlington Street off of Charlotte Street, Nashville. They can really help you find the house of your dreams. Well, joining me today is Malcolm Sales and Leslie Myers. Thank you both for being here today. So before the break, we were talking about your trip to Poland, Germany, and Czech Republic. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yes. 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 So Tell us again, you're you're planning this trip, uh, your first family trip, and Poland. Tell me again about Poland, Malcolm. Why was that kind of on your radar? Um, it's just, I, I've read about it a lot in books and seen, seen these amazing uh, architectural, you know, wonders. And it's just, it was, it was a place that I was kind of attracted to the culture and the landscape uh, the food, and it's somewhere I really wanted to kind of see and experience for myself. Um, so we we were kind of toying with the idea of going to Europe. So once once that came around, I I was very uh, very driven to go to Poland. We were, That's really cool. You don't, uh, you know, I. I don't really hear a lot about Poland as being a travel destination. Exactly. <laughs> and yet, I've just over the past couple of months have encountered quite a few people who have been to Poland. It must be kind of coming out now that it's a really cool place to it's visit. It's gorgeous. The country is beautiful. The people are beautiful. Everybody's really kind and friendly and open. Um, it was awesome. I had never been there and... You know, usually if you think of Europe trip, for me, I think of, you know, France, Italy, Spain, that kind of thing. I don't think of Poland as my vacation spot. And it was fantastic. We were, um, I would say as American tourists, we were in the minority. We were there in the summer. It was in, it was two summers ago in July. And not a lot. There were a lot of European visitors um, so that was fun, too. It was an interesting way to really experience the culture. And, and where did you stay? Like, where did you go? What cities did you we visit? We flew into Krakow. Um, that was our first destination. We flew from the U.S. to Krakow. And we stayed in the Jewish quarter in the city. So the old historic Jewish quarter. 
which was fantastic. It was, I don't know, this old hotel from like the five or six hundreds or something like that. All of the buildings were really old with, you know, like 18 foot wide walls, you know, and archways. It was tiny and it was still, it's up and coming and it's being renovated, but it still was, you could still feel that it was happening and it was wonderful 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 i loved it right did you like the hotel i was a huge fan of the hotel love the hotel the hotel was great we walked um there's a big castle the main castle the vavel castle that's krakow and we would walk it was a probably 15 20 minute walk from our district we wanted to stay right in the city because we wanted to get around with public transportation or walking so we did um mostly walked the entire city and then how did you um fit in the visit to the camps we planned that in advance because that was something you had to reserve it was um a tour so we reserved that in advance and then on the day we were going we um you know went to the spot that got picked up on the bus because it's um about a 45 minute drive to the camp to Auschwitz one which is the camp with um, the barracks and all of that. And then from there, it's a two-parter. The second part of that is um, Birkenau, which is another 15 or 20-minute drive from Auschwitz One. So it was a full day. Tour was guided. Um, our tour guide was, she was Polish, national woman, very awesome and informative, but through uh, through the camps, you could tell she had this um, kind of deep-seated animosity towards the German occup- occupiers. And I think that was part—I think that's part of the culture that's deep-seated because they were invaded. Poland was invaded, and I think that um, resonates culturally even today. Did you see any German— tourists when you were there? There were a lot of German tourists, actually. Yeah, there were. The camp, um, the, it was packed. No kidding. It was very, very crowded. And in the summertime, they have huge visitors, amounts of visitors. So you can only go by tour. Um, and there was a group there, an Israeli group, who were, well, I don't know if they were Israeli, but they were a Jewish group with um, their rabbi and all of the boys and they all had flags and yarmulkes and it was quite now, moving. Did you travel uh, through the uh, through the camps together as the three of you yes. staying together? We were, uh, yes, as, and there was a, other people on our group too. It was a, a headset guided tour where our tour group leader um I'd say there were probably 20 of us or something like that. That sounds 15. about right. Um, she had a headset that she spoke in English. And each little group had their little headsets so that their tour leader would talk about where you were going through in your language. I see. So as you moved through the, um, through the first portion, mm-hmm. by the time you got through and were ready to go to the second, um, how were you feeling at that point? Well, um, it was it was a very strange experience. Um, it felt a little bit surreal. Um, it kind of 
it kind of didn't feel real until after, you know, when we went back to Krakow and were in the hotel talking about it. Um, it it just took it. It was a very it, it was a lot, and it took a while for it to really sink in. Um, but it was very uh, it was a very somber place. There was, you know, countless um, tragedies that happened there on a very regular basis. Um, some the the thing that was very impactful for me was seeing just how how it was carried out. Like the the kind of there was a sort of efficiency to it, which made it even more horrifying. That um that it was like an assembly line of death in a in a way that really that that really um impacted me as if when you came back i'm just thinking well actually because that was really kind of your first stop on your trip yeah right and, and there was a little break after after the first Auschwitz one, then you had, you know, it was like you're guided through and then you have like a 20 minute break before you get on the bus and go to Auschwitz two, which is Birkenau. And that was that just drove it home. That was over the top, I think, um, emotionally. It just really hammered home. That was really the efficiency and just the this big open fields they had. They built a railroad so the boxcars could come right up into the place and it was it had been barracks for old animals and the town was an actual town that was taken over by the Germans the Nazis and they you know displaced everyone but now those people have moved back and reclaimed their town because that's their land and their homes so it's an interesting um this beautiful little town with all the houses of little flowers. It's beautiful. It's a regular town. And the rail line existed um, because it was this town. So the Nazis just used it and turned it into another way. So now they have this huge museum memorial in their town. But that was very impactful because there was a it was huge open fields. And then there are... You get to the area where there's the ash. We'll hold that thought. When we come back, we'll pick up right there and move into the the village and the town. I want to hear more about that. Thank you both, Malcolm and Leslie, for being on the show. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We'll be back after the break. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. 
Latino buying power is huge and rising fast. If you want to tap into this new market, then connect by advertising in Ola Carolina magazine. This glossy Spanish language magazine is published monthly and reaches over 70,000 Spanish-speaking residents in Western North Carolina. Ola Carolina magazine is about much more than just speaking Spanish. It's about Latino culture. Visit OlaCarolina.com and transform how you attract in Engage and connect with Latino customers. As Elite Airways starts its descent into Vero Beach, Florida, passengers will realize this is no typical Florida beach town. It's a hidden gem on Florida's Atlantic coast, where its beauty goes far beyond the beach, where culture, eco-adventure, and pure relaxation await you, and where there are no high-rises to spoil the sunrises. Discover the one destination that's a natural for your next vacation. Discover Vero Beach today. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. You're listening right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. Remember, Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. They've been helping people call Asheville home since 1979. It's a good long time. And listen, don't forget, go to www.summerflyaway.com and enter to win a trip for two to Vero Beach, Florida on Elite Airways. It's going to be a really great trip. Three days, four nights, luxury accommodations. You're going to be able to go paddle boarding and visit the botanical gardens. There's so much in this package, and all you have to do is enter. So go to summerflyaway.com. Well, my guests today, Leslie Myers and Malcolm Sales, minus dad, Bruce Sales, who makes up the trio here are talking about their what I did on my summer vacation a couple of years ago, visiting Poland and Germany and Czech Republic. Thank you both for being here today. So when we left at the break, we were talking about, I mean, it is very somber. It's kind of like heart-wrenching to hear these stories of um, what it was like to actually uh, stand on that ground, be in that field uh, that you were talking about, seeing that efficiency of um, just such tragedy. So, Malcolm, let me ask you, when you guys got back to the hotel and and your day was done and you were, you know, relaxing, how did you... How did you all start to process what you had seen? I mean, were were there tears? Did you um, feel really like you were feeling a change happening already? Um, I think we, we just kind of talked it through and really thought about about what we saw. Um, I, I know I can only speak for myself, but I didn't cry. I was just kind of shocked by the whole thing. Um, and it just kind of talking through it really, really helped that to sink in, like just what I had seen. And what about you, Leslie? What did you had? Especially, you know, here you are with your 
your son who's in high school, um, that's very powerful stuff to, you know, to expose a child to. Yeah. um, And yet a, a young adult at the same time. How how did you and Bruce process it in order to um, maybe not freak him out? Well, I th- considering he was the driver of going there, I also, we don't really believe in censoring information. Um, so this is a very real thing, and I think it should impact children. Um, it wasn't happening now. It was historical. So I think that is a very important thing for everybody, not just adults, but particularly for children, because it shapes how they think about the world and going forward with their life. Um, I did cry. Um, when we were in Auschwitz one, there's a room that has children's and babies things. And I, that was it. I lost it. It was too much for me. Um, I think the drive home, everybody was very quiet. There was a lot of silence. It was also very hot temperature-wise. Like It was very hot. They were having a heat wave. So we walked back to the hotel, and we just were quiet for a while. It took a while. And then we eventually went and had dinner, and we're just discussing um, what had happened and what we thought and how we were— kind of overwhelmed by the scale of everything. So it, it's a lot of layers. So the f- initial layers are how, what did you just see? And then how does that impact? And what does that really mean? And and then you go deeper over time. And I think that's something that uncovers itself for a long time. Probably forever, I yeah. would imagine. I think we went and had pierogies that night. <laughs> Right. So well, you have like, okay. to keep going on with your life. Right. And, you know, it just, you, for me, you feel the impact of those people and their suffering. And here I am just, how I feel by just knowing about it. And then I can go on and have food and have a bed to sleep in. And, you know, that it struggles a little bit with feeling guilty about having, having not lived through it. But... We worked through that, I think, over the course of the whole time. I, it made me a little bit angry to go to Germany, I have to say. Well, I was going to ask did. you about transitioning because as you wrapped up your Poland portion of the program, then you traveled to Germany. We went to Prague first. Oh, you went to Prague in between. Yes, we went because we it's kind of on the way. I see. Um we went from Krakow. We were there the longest. And then we took the train. We traveled by train in between all the countries. We went to Warsaw. Um, and we were there only overnight because there was a train, a snafu with the tickets. So we ended up missing Warsaw, basically. But it was beautiful and would go back. And then we took the train to Prague. And then we went on to um, Munich. So Prague, I've heard so many wonderful things. Had you ever been there? No. <laughs> Nobody had ever been to Prague. And I will go back in a heartbeat. It was awesome. It was beautiful. I loved it. That was my favorite spot. So what did you do there? Give us some ideas. Well, we mostly just kind of went around, um, saw saw these amazing these amazing buildings in the old town had some amazing food. We saw one of one of the highlights for me was we went to the uh, astronomical clock 
Mm. Um, it's like a clock tower in the center of the the old kind of market district, I guess. Um, and you can you can climb up to the top of it, and there's this you, there's this tower uh, that you can see around um, all the red roofs of Prague, which are iconic from what I've heard. Um, and just kind of see see like the the mountaintops. It was just it was just beautiful. That was that was the highlight for me. I loved Prague. It was it's sophisticated and culturally culturally very sophisticated. You could tell it felt to me like the sophisticated older brother or cousin of Krakow. Krakow felt very. Um, I don't want to say sweet and innocent, but in a way, in comparison, you could feel the culture of Prague. You could feel the history of culture and sophistication. Um, I loved it. Prague was fantastic. Tiny. We stayed in the old district also, in the historic district. We, The entire trip, we really focused on the history and the historical places to go um art and culture to experience that and we didn't do a lot of shopping tiny bit i got a little bit of shopping in prague but not much um but we really focused on experiencing the culture and in krakow was where we saw there was a da vinci painting in the the uh lady with irma lady Lady with with ermine was in this little room they had moved it from the museum and it was in the castle and Wow. It was unbelievable. It was, we were a few feet away from it. It was divine. Um, So I would say that food in Prague, awesome. We experienced the local food, the beer, the drinks, the, you know, whatever. When you're basically when in Rome, that's sort of our way of traveling. That's such a great way to travel and such a great way for, for all of you, but even especially Malcolm, to be able to kind of absorb, uh, you know, here you are, a kid growing up in Asheville, North Carolina. I mean, it's kind of a, it's a lovely spot. We, we love Asheville, but to be able to really go and experience other cultures like this, um, very unique, very special. We went to all of the historic districts in Prague also. There's a, um, a Jewish synagogue that has their, they have this big, cemetery but it's all stacked it's like floors high because of during that time in the occupation i mean it it goes through everybody well when we come back from the break i want to talk Mm -hmm. more about Prague, but i also want to move into our german portion of the program so thank you both so much for being here today the time's just flying by i'm I'm so appreciative of you sharing your stories with us. We're delighted. Great. Well, this is Marilyn Baugh. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We'll be back right after the break. As Elite Airways starts its descent into Vero Beach, Florida, passengers will realize this is no typical Florida beach town. It's a hidden gem on Florida's Atlantic coast, where its beauty goes far beyond the beach, where culture, eco-adventure, and pure relaxation await you, and where there are no high-rises to spoil the sunrises. Discover the one destination that's a natural for your next vacation. Discover Vero Beach today. 
Latino buying power is huge and rising fast. If you want to tap into this new market, then connect by advertising in Ola Carolina magazine. This glossy Spanish language magazine is published monthly and reaches over 70,000 Spanish-speaking residents in Western North Carolina. Ola Carolina magazine is about much more than just speaking Spanish. It's about Latino culture. Visit OlaCarolina.com and transform how you attract, engage, and connect with Latino customers. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball. I'm your host. You're listening right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. And Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. They have been helping people call Asheville home since 1979. And remember, go to the new Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net. And there you can click on the Vero Beach Summer Flyaway Sweepstakes. So you can go to speakingoftravel.net. There's an easy-to-see link right onto the sweepstakes. Or you can go to summerflyaway.com. Some lucky winner is going to win this awesome trip for two to Vero Beach, Florida. So go ahead and enter. I mean, what have you got to lose? Nothing. And what have you got to gain? A trip to Florida, to Vero Beach, which sounds awesome. So my guests today, Leslie Myers and Malcolm Sales, minus Bruce, we miss you, Bruce, are telling us about their family vacation to Poland, Prague, and then Germany. So we'll pick up right here. We're in Prague. You loved it. You were staying in the old... Yes. section. Now, Leslie, you did a lot of the uh, research on getting this trip together. Yeah, I, I did. What was that like? <laughs> it was um, it was challenging, for sure. And I got the recommendation um, of a travel agent who helped us. But mm, I did a lot of the we, I did a lot of the research on the hotels, we uh, the route, the days we wanted to spend, the itinerary, that whole thing. So um, there was a lot of back and forth up until the end. They had made a little mistake with spelling Malcolm's name for the reservation, with the passport. It was a, a little oh, was bit that of... a little train snafu? No. Oh, that was different. Yeah. Even. Well, yes, that actually happened because we weren't informed we needed to buy tickets. They made a reservation, and I assumed that was the tickets, and it wasn't. So we had to reserve and spend hours waiting for the next train but well sometimes travel is just like that it just is and we just we had a great time yeah um, it was gorgeous hot summer everywhere and beautiful so we just enjoyed the cities we were in and just being in these new cultures mm-hmm. so all right so now you're you're leaving uh 
Czech Republic. Yes. Back on the train. And you're where are you headed? Munich. Munich. Now, Malcolm, tell us what was going on. Why did you want to go to Munich? Um, well, part of so, so a big thing I wanted to do while in Munich is visit the university, uh, the Lud- Ludwig Maximilian University. Uh, it's a really esteemed university in Munich. Um, somewhere, M- Munich, somewhere that um, that I I had researched beforehand and really kind of fell in love from what I had seen. Uh, somewhere I could definitely see myself working and living in the future. Um, and I, it's kind of modern, um, but also it has a lot of history. Uh, and the German culture is something I really wanted to experience firsthand. Well, let's talk a little bit about that German, inf- you know, the German after being in the camps and, mm-hmm. and witnessing this, um, you know, horror at the hands of these very people who you've researched and admired. How did you, how did you fit into that? How did that feel? Um, well, it was definitely, it was definitely a, a bit of a, an adjustment kind of in my, in my thinking of, it's kind of a like a tainted legacy almost um like germany is this huge powerful country but also they have a very dirty past in a way that um that still kind of haunts them to this day a little bit um like it seems like no one's more apologetic for the holocaust than germany um and that's something that that was really interesting going to Auschwitz and seeing groups of German tourists crying along with everyone else. Um, really, you know, it's, it's something that's sad for everyone. Uh, not just, not just, you know, quote the victims. I, my, actually my grandmother was German from Germany. So I understood, I grew up with sort of the culture and the food and that kind of thing. So, um, it was beautiful. I have to say going by rail, traveling by rail was awesome because we got to see a lot of the countryside. And as we moved into Germany from the Czech Republic, as we crossed over, it struck me that it's all farmlands and it's beautiful. But as soon as you cross into Germany, now all the farms, the outbuildings, the animals, you know, barns and things are all covered in solar panels, like the entire country all the way in. It was really astounding how very eco-conscious um, they are. And I thought that was kind of fun. And we we went by public transportation and walking and we did rail in between the countries. And it was wonderful. We came right into you know, the center of Munich in the rail station. And it was great. We stayed a tiny bit out of the city near the Olympic Village. And did you go visit the university? Yes, we did. We we didn't have a tour or anything. We just kind of walked in, checked it out. Uh, the main building, it was... In the library. Yeah, and the, the, the main building and the library were, wow, they were very impressive. These huge towering halls that... You know, I think it was, I think Albert Einstein was an alum of that school. It was just crazy. That is crazy. So, Malcolm, you're a rising senior. You're 
you guys are going to be empty nesters before you know it. Are you? <laughs> are you thinking? You know, after this big trip and you know this kind of more worldly view, um, what are you thinking? Uh, I think that this trip that we went on definitely definitely affected my perspective on the world. Kind of being able to experience other cultures firsthand and realize that you know you, you, everywhere is kind of people are people everywhere you go um to some degree and uh that's that's not you know that's not something you can really learn from a textbook so i was very i was very grateful to go on this trip it was a hugely influential thing i think um in my education so where do you think you want to continue your education after you graduate well, I haven't really decided yet, but you see more <laughs> traveling in your future. I certainly hope so. <laughs> and what about you, Leslie? You and Bruce have any trips or with Malcolm? What are you thinking? We don't have anything planned at the moment, mm-hmm. but I love to travel. Um, I grew up in a travel family, and I I actually can see um, living in Europe on the in the future. Once he's in college, I suspect Malcolm will eventually live in another country, and then I'm going. Well, there you go. <laughs> Once he settles, I'll decide what city I'm going to live in. Exactly. Yeah. So, Malcolm, I can't thank you enough for coming here today and and sharing with us um, these stories. Tell us a funny story. I want to hear yeah. one funny story because I Whoa. know you guys and I <laughs> know that you're yeah. pretty funny. We had we had a lot of fun. I'm going to say the railroad story. Yeah. So, we were we were um we had a kind of a long train ride from Warsaw, which is in kind of the north northeast of Poland to Prague. Um so we're going, you know, we're going on the through Poland. Um, and we get to kind of the border with the Czech Republic, and um, and then they they do some kind of it, it's not like they they switch some of the cars around, um, and we, we, the train completely stopped. We're at some kind of junction, um, and so my father, uh, you know, we we've been on a long train ride, so he's looking for uh, for the bathroom and like seeing if there's some kind of meal car or somewhere to get a drink or something so he's he's going on the, you know we're he goes towards the front car and then as he's walking up he like he's kind of looking around and then he turns around to go back and um one of the engineers just <laughs> just uh broke that car away from from the rest of the train so he was you know oh oh no stop um uh, you know i'm <laughs> obviously not speaking the same language but it was clear that something was wrong um and uh but our train that we were on starts pulling away and he had to run he didn't speak english they're using mime and they he had to run down the platforms and we almost lost him in at the border of czech republic oh my god but he made it, right? Yeah. Yes, he did. We had his backpack. He didn't have his wallet. He had his passport at the end. We, oh no my God. cell phone, nothing. 
you got to love traveling, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was it was an adventure for sure. Well, the whole trip sounds like an adventure, and I can't thank you both enough for being here. And again, Bruce Sales, we wish you were here, but you were here in spirit. Thank you both for sharing these stories with us, and happy travels, and congratulations to you, Malcolm, on your last year in high school. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Marilyn. You bet. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel with Leslie here and Malcolm. And I want you to go out, have a great week, and remember, don't postpone joy. (laughs) 